It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Yeah, it is Pushing the Limits. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have a lot to get to today. We have a lot to go over. And uh, we're going to have a fun day today. Because we have Chris Wynn in hour number two. And you know when uh, Chris Wynn is in studio, we always have a lot of fun, right? So we're going to have a good time. And uh, we have a lot to get to here. I'm going to be breaking down the Republican debate. With all the senators trying to dethrone Jackie Rosen, we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a few minutes. So you're certainly going to want to uh, stick around for that. Uh, what a phenomenal sports weekend, I got to say, for uh, the Vegas local teams. Uh, UNLV football, UNLV basketball, the Las Vegas Raiders with a uh, nice win against a uh, Jets team that's struggling a little bit, although it was kind of funny to see Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas, right? Uh, actually, he was reading an article on TMZ where uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, at the 8 Cigar Lounge at Resorts World. I thought that was kind of funny. I uh, saw him over there. It's uh, the articles on TMZ. And uh, Aaron Rodgers actually uh, is almost healthy enough to play. It's pretty mesmerizing how uh, he's been healing up that ankle, and uh, he seems to be uh, almost good to go. He's already thrown the ball, so it's pretty incredible. Uh, but, uh, seeing Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas on the sidelines is always interesting, right? He was hanging out smoking cigars at, uh, at the cigar lounge. As I mentioned, really nice win for UNLV football, really nice win for UNLV football. Um, Wyoming's a good football team and the way UNLV dominated that game. And here's what makes it more interesting. And again, we'll talk a little bit more about this in hour number two when Chris Wynn comes in studio, but now UNLV controls its own destiny, literally because Air Force lost over the weekend, Fresno State. Lost over the weekend as well. So UNLV wins out. They get to 10 wins. They win the conference. And I think you can make the argument for Odom to be the national coach of the year. I mean, this is really uh, incredible. Of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we also uh, have F1 coming up uh, this week. It's the week of F1. So things are going to be getting a little crazy here in Las Vegas. We have uh, some college basketball tournaments in town. So, man. There was a lot going on. I had a fun weekend, uh, I have to say. I had a good time. Uh, I saw a pretty uh, pretty fun concert. Uh, as I mentioned, went to the UNLV football game on Friday. Of course, we had the Raiders game yesterday. And uh, I just can't get over the fact of how many people are in Las Vegas on the Strip. I think the Strip is probably more crazy now than it's been in maybe, oh, I don't know. 20 years since I've been here. I mean, you can go to Vegas tonight. You could go to Vegas during the week and it's a madhouse. I went to like a pregame Raiders party at Mandalay Bay and I just, I couldn't believe how crowded it was on the casino floor, how crowded it was in the restaurants. I mean, Vegas is booming right now. And uh, to you Vegas locals out there, I'm going to try to give you just a little bit of advice. If I may stay away from the strip at all costs. The traffic is unbearably insane. It's ridiculous. And, um, I, again, that's just my personal advice. Stay away from the strip. I was actually going to take a trip 
to Miami and last second uh, a friend that I was supposed to go with couldn't do it. But uh, Vegas is absolutely crazy right now. Stay away from the strip, ladies and gentlemen. As far as from a political spectrum, what we are going to be getting to here in our number one, uh, there was a Republican Senate debate that took place in Pahrump over the weekend. I'm going to get to that here in a minute uh, and uh, lack substance, to say the least. Uh, Donald Trump, his uh, speech over the weekend when it comes to Veterans Day. Uh, was also uh, a complete embarrassment. And again, I'll get to this a little bit later on the show. But again, this is the guy that dodged the military himself, who called those who served in the military losers, uh, those who have lost their life. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a lot to get to. We have a lot to go over today. And Chris Wynn will be in studio, our number two. All right, let's get down to it, ladies and gentlemen. So there are... A lot of debates happening throughout the country, right? A lot of candidates that are trying to become your next senator, your next mayor, even your next president. And in Pahrump over the weekend, we had this Republican Senate debate. And they're trying to dethrone Jackie Rosen, who obviously is a Democrat. So what's interesting about this debate and the reason why I want to talk about it, because I feel like this local debate has a lot to do with what's going on throughout the country right now, where Republicans want to bitch and complain about Joe Biden and the Biden administration, and they want to talk about policies they don't like, and they want to blame Joe Biden for everything. It could be gas prices, right? It could be inflation, anything, fentanyl, you name it. They want to blame Joe Biden for everything, but they lack substance and they don't have any solutions to any problems. Welcome to the Republican Party right now in 2023. Before I talk about and play you some clips of what these Senate hopefuls that are on the right uh, did talk about, I want to tell you what they didn't talk about. And what they didn't talk about were some of the most important issues that are on most Americans' minds. They didn't talk about gun control, gun control in this country at an all-time high. Not only do they not have any solutions for gun control, they didn't even talk about it in this debate. They didn't talk about the rise in hate crimes or anti-Semitism which I find pretty daunting. They're not talking about affordable health care. They certainly didn't touch upon abortion. That's for sure. Uh, they didn't talk about, you know, what they're going to do about those that are addicted to drugs, even though some of these candidates want to blame Joe Biden for all the fentanyl in this country. And, you know, they have no solutions for anything. They have no solutions for inflation. They have no solutions for all the violent crime in this country. And they didn't even talk about education. So, that's what they didn't talk about. Now, if you want to know what they did talk about, one of the candidates that's running for office on the right is a man by the name of Barry Lindemann. He's a Republican, of course, and uh, he's a financial guy. And one of the first things that he talked about was the debt that we're facing in this country. Have a listen to this. Guys, you're talking about the way the United States government sees the debt and the deficit, and they don't care. And you have to ask yourself why they don't care. It's because they don't see it as debt, okay? It's all going to come back onto you and your taxes. We have to talk about making you wealthy. When you're wealthy, then the government can pay back its taxes, but nobody's being wealthy right now. Your pay taxes are too high on you. The economy is suffering from inflation, right? You're paying too much free Medicare, Medicaid. The VA's in absolute disarray. Money's being spent where it doesn't need to go. They can't even close the border. They send money down to the Golden Triangle in those countries down there, and they have people come up 
They're paying them to come up. They're flying them in right now. So where, how can you send $46 million to Ukraine plus $14 billion, I keep saying million, I mean billion, billion dollars to Israel and then expect us to come and pay the bill at the end of the day? All right, so speaking of bills, here's something you won't hear from Barry Lindemann. Republicans are the ones that voted to raise the debt. But you won't hear any of these Republicans like Barry Lindemann talk about that. Oh, one other important fact that you won't hear from any of these Republicans, under Donald Trump, the federal spending climbed. Now, if you listen to somebody like Barry Lindemann, he'll lead you to believe that it's all Joe Biden's fault. It's all the Democrats' fault. It's He's wrong. He's wrong. And if you don't believe me, you could ask Nikki Haley, who said it on a debate stage in the first presidential debate that took place a few months ago. And then Barry Lindemann goes on and he said, we need to take care of ourselves first. That sounds nice on paper. Listen to what he said about that. Um, I think what it comes down to is that we need to take care of the people in the United States of America and first nowhere else, you know, uh, I don't like I don't like the fact that uh, we're sending money outside of our country before you guys get to feel its effects, whether that's in infrastructure or whether that's in whether that's in benefits or or whatever it is. We need to be first Time. on everything. OK, what a what a load of crap from this guy. First of all, Republicans are the ones that voted against basic, basically every single bill that could help people in this country when it comes to low-income families, taxes, something simple like maternity leave, which we should all be for. Uh, they want to complain about Obamacare, yet they have no replacement plan. Tax breaks for the rich, including CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Uh, even when we have something simple, like we have a an emergency, like a baby shortage formula, uh, you know, shortage in this country. Remember when Democrats put a bill on the table and virtually every Republican voted against it? Again, yet this guy will lie to you. Yes, Barry Lindemann is a liar. He will lie to you and he will make believe here that Democrats are the reasons and that we need to take care of our own first. Okay, if that's the case, then why do Republicans basically vote against every governmental program to help people in this country? It could be our military getting them proper health care. Remember, John Stewart had to get involved in that with the Democrats because Republicans constantly voted against any bill, or it could be the 9-11 victims and the first responders. Almost every Republican voted against that bill too. So if you want to talk about taking care of your own. Maybe you should talk to some of your Republican friends, those that are in office, and ask them why they vote the way they vote. Not helping the American people. It's a joke. Look at your own freaking party. And then we go to a woman by the name of Stephanie Phillips. Now, I've talked about her before on this show. And again, she was a coward because the only time she came on this show was when I wasn't hosting when a Republican hosted my show and I wasn't here, she refuses to come on because I don't think she has the intellect or the capability to have a debate. And she proved it once again in this debate the other night. If you want to know who Stephanie Phillips is, she's someone with real estate experience. She has no political experience whatsoever. And all she talks about is the border and Dr. Fauci and how Democrats close down the country and anti-transgender and LGBT community. She is your typical MAGA Republican, ladies and gentlemen. So have a listen to Stephanie Phillips and her going on and on with her right-wing talking points about the border. Listen to this. They are using that money in other ways. Just like the speaker took $14.5 billion and wanted to take from the IRS, 
$80 billion and appropriate it for Israel, I would gladly take that $80 billion from the IRS funding and use that to secure our country. Our national security is of utmost importance, and they are doing nothing to, to, to secure our border. They have no idea how many terrorists are coming over the border. I have said many times it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we are attacked on our soil. That has to be priority one. Also, I would uh, appropriate funds to a sex trafficking task force to end human trafficking. That has gotten so much worse because they have allowed this border to be open. And also, I would deport all of them that have come over the border the last three years and send them back to Mexico. Thank you, Ms. Phillips. Yeah, there, there's the MAGA talking points, ladies and gentlemen, from this buffoon. Let's just deport all of them. Deport all the Mexicans. Next, we'll hear Stephanie Phillips say, these people, they're bad people, they're rapists, and I suppose some of them are good people. She's a mini Donald Trump, in fact, probably not as intelligent, and that's saying something because the bar is very low. Uh, she talks about sex trafficking task force when she has absolutely no idea what she's talking about. There are multiple sex trafficking task force initiatives and task force out there. Clearly, she's ignorant to that. She doesn't know what she's talking about. But that is what the MAGA cult talks about in this country. Those like Stephanie that are running. Let's deport all the Mexicans. Get rid of them all. Get them out of the country. Yeah. That's what these MAGAs want to hear. That's what these Republicans want to hear. Let's get all the brown people out of the country. Let's keep it white. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of people like Stephanie Phillips with their bigotry and their hatred with no solutions to the real problems in this country. No solutions to the real problems facing the American people. You don't hear her talking about anti-Semitism, right? You won't hear her talking about that. You won't hear her talking about taking away a woman's right to health care. Let's force all women to get abortions. That's what people in your party are trying to do. You won't hear her talking about that. It's disgusting. You heard what she said. Let's deport all the Mexicans. How more racist can you be? Donald Trump has given people a platform so that people like Stephanie Phillips could run for office and spread their bigotry and their hatred. She says she loves this country. This country was founded on immigrants. Let's deport all the Mexicans. How despicable can you be? It's so ignorant. It's disgusting. Here she goes again, ladies and gentlemen, now talking about let's make America first. Another stupid MAGA slogan. Have a listen to this. Well, I tell you, I think that we need to be extra vigilant. People need to be involved. We need to get leaders in office that are actually going to put America first. They have put us last. They are not protecting us. They don't know who is coming into this country. I will make that a priority. We need to put our citizens first. And when we look at the money that we are sending to other countries, we are forsaking our own. So I would propose that we take care of our country, we take care of our border and safety first before that money gets sent to other countries. Again, no solutions. There's nothing to what she is saying, right? No solutions. Nothing there. All slogans, protect the border. We need to protect our, our own. I'll say it again. When you look at Republicans today, especially MAGA Republicans, they don't take care of our own. We can't even give health care to individuals that have served this country honorably. 
Republicans constantly vote against basically every governmental program that could help people in this country that are living paycheck to paycheck. Could be raising the minimum wage. It could be lowering taxes for people making under $50,000 a year. It could be a baby formula shortage. It could be maternity leave. So when she says they, she's obviously talking about the Biden administration. She's obviously talking about Democrats. Again, Republicans are the ones that won't even pass logical, safe laws to put gun legislation on the books. They won't even pass the basic laws to raise minimum wage in this country. It's not the Democrats that aren't making America first. It's the Republicans that aren't making America first. And isn't it convenient when people like Stephanie will talk about we shouldn't be sending money to the Ukraine. We shouldn't be sending money to Israel. Okay, why don't you talk to me about what you would do if you were the president then? I know she's trying to be senator. Thank God she's not running for the presidency. That's really scary. But Sarah Palin the second over here. But what what would you do then? Tell me what you would do. Notice how you don't have any figures in front of you. Should we have sent any money to Israel? Shouldn't we not have helped Ukraine at all? And by the way, we're not sending money to the Ukraine. We're sending artillery to the Ukraine. I don't think she's aware of that either. So unprepared for this debate, has no idea what she's talking about. And it continues, ladies and gentlemen. It absolutely continues. And she continues now to talk about government control. And then she brings up COVID. Have a listen to this. So... We've talked about all of this, but I want to talk about government control because that's really what it boils down to. I will not support the federal government being so intrusive in our lives. Look at the Fed One program. They want everybody to go cashless and they get rid of cash. Guess what? That's even more control. Every single thing that they do is controlling us. Look what they did during COVID. You get a vaccine if you want to keep your job. We're going to put a mask on you and your children. We're going to close your schools and churches. It's all about control. And that's where we have to stop this. So I have some bad news for Stephanie Phillips. And I have some bad news for Republicans because maybe Stephanie is unaware She talks a lot about government control and she talks a lot about COVID and she talks a lot about the Democrats and Dr. Fauci. Well, here's a little tidbit for Stephanie or anybody else that is unaware. During COVID, when we had a shutdown, 19 Republican governors put in stay at home orders. Let me repeat that. 19 Republican governors put in stay at home orders. But if you listen to somebody like Stephanie, she will lead you to believe that it's only Dr. Fauci, it's only liberals, it's only Democrats. And the idea of control, because a lot of Republicans put forth this ridiculous talking point, the idea that somehow Joe Biden or a Democratic governor during COVID woke up one day and said to themselves, hey, you know what? I know how I could get reelected. I know how I can stay in power. Let's just shut everything down is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And again, I repeat once again, 19 Republican governors put in forth stay at home orders. But you'll never hear Stephanie Phillips, known as Sarah Palin, the second talk about stuff like that. I'm wondering next if Stephanie will say she could see Alaska from her porch in Las Vegas. It's quite possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it gets worse than that with Stephanie. She starts attacking other candidates and she makes some foolish statements. Basically, everything she said the other night was foolish. 
because she's unprepared. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's never governed before. She doesn't know how to govern. Uh, I guess she knows how to sell homes because I guess that's what she does for a living. But here's where she starts attacking actually some other candidates that are even on stage, uh, including Rhonda Kennedy, and then makes some very interesting statements about Donald Trump, uh, you know, or, or lack thereof. Have a listen to this. I ask people to vet their candidates and I ask people to vet their candidates and look at the motivation of why they're running. Look at their history. Have they ever voted in Nevada? We have candidates in this race that have never voted in Nevada. We have candidates in this race that used to be a different party and now all of a sudden are Republicans. We have candidates that have just moved here last year and filed for Senate two months later, don't own homes in Nevada. We have people with different certain you know, motivations and I encourage people to really look at your candidate and their background and what where their motivation lies and why they're running. Time. Okay, so first of all, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Just because you don't own a home, that means you can't run for Senate. You want to talk about the epitome of, of stupidity with what Stephanie is talking about. According to her standards, you, you got to do research with these candidates because if you don't own a home, you know, uh, somehow that means you shouldn't run for office. Again, dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Completely ridiculous. Uh, let me give Stephanie some facts again, because I think she lacks the intelligence to do some research and have any idea what she's talking about when it comes to just about any issue. Um, she seems to have a problem with people that change parties. You couldn't find a more staunch MAGA Donald Trump supporter than Stephanie Phillips. Stephanie, here's a little bit of a tidbit for you. Donald Trump was a registered Democrat from 2001 to 2009. But I didn't hear Stephanie complaining and bitching and moaning about Donald Trump switching parties. Did you? I didn't. But yet she wants to criticize some of her fellow Republicans that are running for Senate because they might have switched parties. You want to talk about the epitome of hypocrisy, Stephanie Phillips, unless she, uh, again, this might be a possible, she might not even know that at once Donald Trump was a Democrat. She might even be ignorant to that. Very, very possible, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, one other thing. Donald Trump. When Hillary Clinton was was running for office, he donated to her campaign. Just one other little little tidbit I wanted to share with Stephanie. So if you want to bitch and moan and complain about candidates that are running for Senate that you're running up against and you're saying, well, you got to do some research on them because they might have switched parties. How about the person that you continue to brown nose that you voted for twice in the orange turd, Donald Trump, who was a Democrat? For eight years, a registered Democrat, this is an opinion, folks, this is fact, registered Democrat and actually donated to the Hillary Clinton campaign. So again, Stephanie either has no idea what she's talking about, unprepared, ignorant, maybe all of the above. She's a terrible candidate in my eyes. Um, and, you know, it just gets worse and worse with her. I mean, she's completely ignorant to facts. And, you know, when you say you you don't own a home, and somehow that's a reasoning for not running for office, then I think you need to get your brain checked. Um, I think we have um, one more cut for you, and this is uh, Rhonda Kennedy uh, responding to Stephanie Phillips, where it gets, it gets kind of interesting, it gets kind of funny. Have a listen to this. 
It looks like the home she lives in is rented and not owned. I can say there's many things with all these candidates. There's, there's mega donors for one of them. They are, they're not, sorry, not you, Bill. Um, they are backed Time. by the DC establishment. I encourage Time. people to truly look at the details of the candidates, look at their history, look how they have voted, and look at what they have Time. vested in Nevada. Thank you, Stephanie. We're, we're going to go well, right maybe to Maybe we should start looking at the Constitution and see what the qualifications are to be a U.S. Senator. Last time I checked, it wasn't that you needed to own a home okay. in the state. You needed to. You didn't even have to live there. But I live there. So I go by the Constitution, Time. not other people's okay. personal feelings. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I disagree with Rhonda on a lot of different topics, but she's absolutely 100% correct here. The fact that Stephanie would bring up the and insult somebody and bring up the fact that, oh, this person doesn't own a home. Let me be very, very clear with you. You could own 100 homes, but if you're an idiot and I have an IQ under 20, like I think some people on the stage do, then it doesn't matter how many homes you own. I could vote for somebody that lives in a studio apartment if I think they're intelligent if I think that they're articulate, if I think they're fact-based and they actually care about the American people, I could give two craps how many homes they own. And Rhonda is 150% correct. Again, I go back to what I said at the beginning of this statement. During this debate, which I believe lacked any substance, half the debate they were talking about the Green New Deal. They didn't talk about gun control. They didn't talk about the rampant anti-Semitism throughout this country. They didn't really talk a lot about foreign policy. All these candidates talked about the same right-wing talking points with absolutely and positively no solution. Zero. None. They didn't talk about health care. Many of the Republicans that do also don't have solutions. And if you remember and continues, Republicans continue to attack Obamacare and criticize Obamacare, which I, in my estimation has saved a lot of lives. But yet, they claim they have a replacement plan. Remember when Donald Trump said in two weeks we're going to have a replacement plan? Where did that replacement plan come? It never came because they don't have a replacement plan. They certainly didn't talk about abortion. That's probably the one smart thing that the Republicans did over the weekend is they didn't bring up the abortion. By the way, Stephanie Phillips is, is absolutely 100% pro-life, and I am absolutely sure that if she had the opportunity, she would ban abortion throughout the country, just like our nutty GOP House Speaker who's a nut job, by the way, doesn't have a bank account. I find that interesting too. They didn't really talk about drug addiction, even though many of these Republicans will blame Joe Biden like Carrie Lake does for every single fentanyl overdose in this country when over 300,000 uh, overdoses from drugs took place during the Trump administration. But you'll never hear Republicans talk about that. But guess what? Guess what? I don't blame Donald Trump for the over 300,000 deaths from drug overdoses when he was president. I don't do that because I don't use dead people like my own sister who died of a drug overdose to try to score political points. You people are disgusting that bring that up. You people like Carrie Lake, you people on the right that want to blame Joe Biden for all the fentanyl in this country. It's not a Republican problem. It's not a Democrat problem. It's an American problem. And Republicans and Democrats need to come together to try to come up with solutions instead of bitching and fighting with one another. It's a joke. Stephanie Phillips will blame Joe Biden for every fentanyl overdose in this country. Never bring up the fact that over 300,000 Americans died of drug overdoses during his presidency. You'll never hear Stephanie bring up that statistic because she's ignorant to facts and she's beyond bias and she wears the Donald Trump knee pads. That's why. It's a joke. There was very little substance in this debate. 
like I said, half the debate talking about the Green New Deal and all the bitching and moaning about inflation and we're sending too much money to Ukraine. We're sending too much money to Israel. We got to protect our children. They have no real solutions on how they can help this country moving forward. Just generalized statements blaming Democrats for all of the problems that people are facing in this country with no idea what to do and how to do it. Why don't you tell your Republican friends to vote for raising the minimum wage, tax breaks for families that are struggling, living paycheck to paycheck? Hey, here's one for you. If we have a baby formula shortage and it's an emergency and Democrats put forth a bill, Maybe you should vote for it instead of voting against it. Maybe when our brave men and women in uniform need the proper health care, maybe you shouldn't vote against that. Maybe end the tax loopholes so these CEOs of these Fortune 500 companies could pay their fair share. Don't talk to me about we need to take care of our own and we stop, got to stop sending money to Ukraine when Republicans have bills that they can fast that, are, that, that they can pass that are on the table and they vote against it every single time. More gun violence in this country than we've ever had in this country in the history. And not even a peep from one Republican on that stage about all the gun violence we have in this country. You want to blame Joe Biden for that too? Nonsense. Stephanie Phillips couldn't be a crossing guard at a school, let alone a senator. And listen, I have issues with some of the other candidates up there as well. To be fair, Stephanie's not the only one but the misinformation that she spews and how she was so unprepared is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Jackie Rosen, you have my vote. You're on the right side of history while so many of those people on that stage still kiss the ring of Donald Trump. Zero zero questions, by the way, about Donald Trump. If you're a Republican and you're running for office, the first question should be, Did Joe Biden win the 2020 election free and fair? And if you can't answer that question honestly and say, yes, he did, even though there are some issues that I want to deal with with this, this and this, Joe Biden won a free and fair election. If you can't answer that question, then you are a complete right wing buffoon and you should not be running for office because you live in a fantasy world. That debate the other night was a microcosm. It's a perfect example of what is going on with these MAGA Republicans across the country. Bitch and moan, complain about the Biden administration, complain about the border, even though Donald Trump had four years to fix it, he campaigned on, we're going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. He built 16% of the wall. Let me repeat, 16% of the wall and Mexico didn't pay $1 for it. So what happened there? You want to blame Joe Biden for the border crisis? No, it's a Republican problem and it's a Democrat problem. It's an American, it's an American problem. It's not all Joe Biden's fault, ladies and gentlemen. It's an American problem, just like the fentanyl crisis. Yes, I do think the border, we are at a crisis. We have a lot of uh, problems in this country, the border being one of them. I don't hear one Republican talking about those who overstay their visas. They'll just talk about build a wall, build a wall, build a wall. Another MAGA right-wing talking point. I literally didn't hear one reasonable solution from one candidate on the stage the other night. I watched the entire debate multiple times. I didn't hear one rational idea that I said, you know what, I disagree with Democrats on that. I agree with Republicans. Not once did I say that to myself. All I heard was bitching and moaning and complaining. All I heard was generalizations, like from Stephanie Phillips. We need to take care of our own. 
Yeah, that sounds really nice. Why don't you just say make America great again? Very original, Stephanie. What a joke of a debate. What an embarrassment. And I'm going to tell you something. If they had me asking questions, I would have asked real questions that the American people want to want to know about. What are you going to do about the hate crimes in this country? What are your thoughts on abortion? What are your thoughts on drug addiction? What are you going to do to help people that keep dying from from drug addiction, from drugs? No solutions for inflation. No solutions for the violent crime across crimes across this country. I didn't hear them talking about education. The Clark County School District is one of the worst school districts in the country. No solutions. Just bitching and complaining with no solutions. It is a perfect example of where the Republican Party, especially the alt-right MAGA Republican Party, and where they're at today. Complain about Obamacare. No replacement for Obamacare. Complain about inflation. Nothing. Nothing there. Call the Biden family, the Biden crime family. No evidence that Joe Biden committed a crime. It's exactly where the Republican Party is at today. It's an absolute joke. And that debate that took place in Nevada over the weekend is a perfect example of all these debates on the far right that are taking place in this country. They have no solutions. They bitch and complain. And they continue to kiss the ring of the orange turd himself, Donald Trump. All right, folks, speaking of Donald Trump, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, what did Donald Trump have to say? In his Veterans Day speech, well, you might not be surprised, but um, he didn't say some very uh, flattering things. Let's just put it that way. I have the audio to prove it, and uh, we'll play it for you when we come back. We'll also open up the phone lines at 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the show, 702-221-7283. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event 
requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada's ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Steiner's, the Nevada Style Pub, invites you to play the best tavern, keto, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's a 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas is best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas Aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders as we make history in Vegas. Steiner's, the Nevada Style Pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat-panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple, good food, and generous portions. Family-owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires. From a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at TheBagelCafeLV.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone. Pine Hollow Winery is the first and only boutique winery in the Las Vegas city limits that features its own handcrafted wines. Located on the west side just minutes from the Strip at 7018 West Charleston, Pine Hollow Wines are available for tasting by the glass, bottle, or for carryout. Peach lovers pick up a bottle of the Warm Fuzzy, which is a sweet Chardonnay-style wine made with peach and apricots. Visit PineHollowWinery.com for their events, wine menu, and hours. That's PineHollowWinery.com. All right, welcome back. Pushing the limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. We got Chris Wynn coming in studio for hour number two. A lot of uh, Raiders talk. UNLV football. UNLV basketball. We got a lot to get to. Aaron Rodgers hanging out on the strip over the weekend too. We got to definitely talk about that. So uh, last segment, I was just talking a little bit about the uh, Republican debate that took place in Pahrump. And uh, as we all know, we had Veterans Day and, and, you know, listen, I've worked with Republican organizations and even some people that maybe I don't agree with on a lot of different issues and maybe even some people I don't even like. But I've done some events in this town. I've asked to, to, to host some events in this town and I've given my time because I have the utmost respect for our brave men and women in uniform who risked their life for this country. 
And that's why we have Alan Bigelow in studio tomorrow. He's running for office as a Republican. We disagree on a number of issues. But the guy served this country honorably. He's a former cop and he's still a firefighter. I have the utmost respect for people like that. We can disagree on issues, but you know, you serve this country honorably. You risk your life for this country. Unlike Donald Trump, who dodged the military multiple times, you risk your life for this country. Then I'm certainly going to have the utmost respect for you because you're a hero. And I know a lot of them don't even like to be called that, but they are. They're nothing short of heroes. So speaking of somebody that I would say is the opposite of a hero, that would be Cheeto Jesus, Donald Trump, who dodged the military multiple times himself. So if there's anybody that I don't want to listen to when it comes to, you know, a very important day like a Veterans Day, it would certainly be Donald Trump. But the MAGA morons, uh, they come out in droves to listen to this idiot. Uh, here's a little bit of what Donald Trump had to say. It's amazing talking about Democrats and the vile and the hatred coming out of his mouth uh, on a Veterans Day weekend. Have a listen to this. Today, especially in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. The real threat is not from the radical right. The real threat is from the radical left. And it's growing every day, every single day. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Our threat is from within, because if you have a capable, competent, smart, tough leader, Russia, China, North Korea, they're not going to want to play with us. And they didn't. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. Thank you, New Hampshire. God bless you. Yeah. By the way, for somebody that complains about somebody else lying and cheating, is there anybody that shouldn't be complaining about people lying and cheating other than the man that would be at the top of the liar and cheater list in Donald Trump, who has never been faithful to a woman in his entire life, kids with multiple women? women. I mean, I, I look at the Trump Tower here and I say to myself, in how many of those rooms did Donald Trump cheat on a current wife with? I mean, give me a break. If there's anybody that shouldn't be calling out others for lying, it would probably be Donald Trump. And he still goes with the 2020 uh, lies about the election. Give me a break. He talks about cheating and lying. He's, he, he takes three seconds to wish people a happy Veterans Day. He took, took literally two or three seconds out of his speech. What a special day, Veterans Day. And then the orange turd starts attacking. Like the malignant narcissist himself, he can't just thank all the brave men and women in uniform who serve this country honorably. Then again, he called some of those people losers. Keep in mind, he said that Hezbollah, very smart. He called Putin a great guy, a great leader. Oh, it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen, because over the weekend, Donald Trump was praising evil murderous dictators once again he's done it before he'll do it again he did it over the weekend and this is the orange turd cheeto jesus himself donald trump praising evil murderous dictators once again have a listen to this 
presidencies like Central Casting, there's nobody in Hollywood that can play the role of presidency. The look, the strength, the voice. It's good to have a good relationship with Putin and Xi and all these people that have lots of nuclear weapons. And Kim Jong-un I had a good relationship with. He's a tough, smart guy. He just said, Kim Jong-un is a, quote, tough, smart guy. A man who's responsible for murdering his own brother. A man who is responsible for killing so many of his own people and some of ours, if you remember Otto Warmbier, who was murdered. Is that what you would call somebody who was an evil, murderous dictator? Smart? Tough? When you look at the 300 pounds of chewed bubblegum that is Kim Jong-un, does the first thing that enters your mind tough? It's the same people that think Donald Trump is Superman, a guy that dodged the military multiple times. He's called Putin a great guy, a great leader. He's also called Putin smart, who's another evil, murderous dictator. And the reason why Donald Trump does this, in my personal opinion, is because Donald Trump is a wannabe dictator. Listen, I don't always agree when people call, you know, call somebody a Nazi or compare Adolf Hitler to Donald Trump. But I'm beginning to understand a little bit comparing the verbiage and the words that Donald Trump uses and how he says them to somebody like an Adolf Hitler. Do I think Donald Trump wants to kill 7 million innocent Jews? No, I do not. But when I hear some of his speeches, he is a wannabe, evil, murderous dictator. And it's really daunting and it's really dangerous. Again, the president has repeatedly disparage the intelligence of service members. He's asked that wounded veterans be kept out of military parades. He's called some of our dead veterans losers. We remember the John McCain stuff. I don't respect him because he was captured. And again, a guy who dodged the military multiple times because of his alleged bone spurs, yet at his age, he's still able to play golf every day, which we know was a bunch of BS. Is this the guy that you really want to talk about veterans? Now, you know, he, in this veteran speech, he spoke for about five seconds about veterans and the rest of the speech just calling Democrats Marxist, communists, and fascists. Because the man can't speak to just talking about heroes. It always has to be about him. He can't shed the light on others. Those brave men and women that's, that risk everything, that risk their life. But then again, it's the same reason why he wanted to keep uh, veterans that are wounded out of military parades. Donald Trump is a despicable human being. Donald Trump is the liar. Donald Trump is the cheater. Donald Trump is turning into the evil, murderous dictator that he is, or that he wants to be at least. And it's disgusting. Number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the show, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Gary. Gary, what's up? Hey, Brian. I didn't call to defend uh, President Trump. I'm not even voting for him no more. But you have to admit that he's not he's he's a, uh, he's an honorable cheater and a liar. He's very honorable. He does love this country. He probably feels bad he didn't serve in Vietnam. Let me ask you. Okay, can I, can, you guys, uh, I, I'll keep you uh, on the you line. Serve in Vietnam. Would you like to be drafted and go there? Okay, so a war that was stupid. 
Okay, so it depends, number one, which war you're talking about. Number two, I'm 43 years old. Uh, number three, I'm a diabetic. Okay, I don't, have, I don't, I don't, I don't fake the, fa- the fact that I have a disease like Donald Trump did with bone spurs. So that's the first thing. What do you mean by honorable? What, what is Donald Trump? I can't. Ever, I can't what is Donald Trump? I, can't I have a question get, I can't for you. I go into that right Okay, now. no, no, no. I have that's a question. That's not what I called I have, for. Hold on, hold on. I'm only going by your own words. So now, Gary, I'd like to ask you a question. What no, is Donald Trump? No, what do you I mean? called... What do you mean? No, I, I can't like, ask. I can't ask you. A, Walter Winchell and what, what do you mean? I can't I ask you a question. About, Hold on a second. Oh I want to. I will. I will let you respond, and I will let you ask me something else. I would like to first ask you a question. What is Donald? Okay. You use the term honorably. What has Donald Trump done in his life that you would characterize as honorable? He loves the country. What has he and, done? Uh, That's just a blatant statement. What is his actions? What has he done that would lead you to believe that he loves the country? Because I completely disagree with you. I think the only person that Donald Trump loves is himself. I don't even think he loves his own family. So what has he, he done? This history. So tell me, what do you mean history? He doesn't know anything it's about history. history. It, he thinks uh, Jeb Bush got us into the war in Iraq. He said that last month. He thinks are you going to keep your word? Are you going to keep your word with me? Well, you're not giving me I'll, I'll when you explain. say he loves the, the country, country be specific. The country, the whole country was formed with people who rebel and push back. So that's what he's doing. So you're comparing Donald. What is he rebelling and pushing back from? What are you trying to prove that I'm stupid? I admit I'm, I'm asking stupid. Can you I a, please say what I want to say? I'm asking you a question. I didn't call you a name. I'm just asking you a question based on what you said, which is pretty normal in radio. What has he done right. to be a rebel? I don't understand. The guy dodged the military. He's a snake oil salesman. He's a liar. He's going to be a criminal. What has he done that I would believe, lead, What has he done? I believe I believe it was his own father. He he was at West Point. He did that much. His own father told him, son, you're a capable man. Don't go to this stupid war that's going nowhere. It will probably end just like the Korean War. You know, Don't go to work, what you know, war? What are you talking about? What war? The I, Vietnam War. The war that you say he, he drafted. Well, and guess what? Even the way this country works is if your father tells you, son, don't go to war, that doesn't mean you don't. can lie and dodge the military and say you have bone spurs. And how do I know this for a fact? Because the doctor that wrote it for him, his own family members have come forward because the doctor has since passed away and said that it was a lie, that Donald Trump never had bone spurs, that it was a fabricated lie. So I don't know if you love your country as much as you claim Donald Trump does. I'm still waiting you for you keep to keep your word. I'm still waiting for you, you to give me a reason. Word? You're not answering my questions. What what has he done that would lead you to believe that he loves the country? I'm still waiting for an answer. Oh, Lord. I'm still Why waiting. We have a radio where we get to talk. Why do you get to talk? You've been on the line with me for no five minutes and you won't answer a question. Answer my question. What has Donald Trump Listen done? That- you. Now, who's the Nazi? Answer, answer the question. What did you just Where's say? Get off the show. Goodbye. Where's- Goodbye. He just called me a Nazi. That's 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 the end of the conversation. And quite frankly, Gary, I don't want to take any more phone calls from you. If you're going to if you're going to if you're going to make a statement like that, that makes you a complete ignoramus and a fool. OK, have a nice day. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the way radio works is the host can ask the caller a question. The host reacts to what the caller says. For example, I'll go slow so Gary can understand. Because the one thing I do agree with Gary is when he called himself stupid. You see, when you claim that Donald Trump loves the country, which is obviously a statement that I disagree with. But if that's your opinion, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Give me a reasoning 
why you feel that way. Gary doesn't want to answer that because that's the way some of these people think. They just throw things out there. They say things and they don't expect me to react to it and ask you a question about it. If you don't want me to question you, Gary, on how you believe Trump loves the country, then don't make the statement to begin with. If you're going to have an opinion on something, be able to back it up with some facts. That's all. I think that's a pretty reasonable take. And I also think that's pretty fair. 702-221-7283 is the number to call again. 702-221-7283. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a little fun now, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Not that the first hour hasn't been fun in blasting some of these Republican dopes. But when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit of Raiders football, talk about Aaron Rodgers and some of his escapades on the strip over the weekend. Uh, Big win for UNLV football. I'm not going to call it a big win for UNLV basketball, but it was certainly a desperate win early in the season. You needed it. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, boy, a lot of great football games, both college and the NFL over the weekend to discuss as well. We'll take a quick break. Chris Wynn will be joining us hour number two. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. It's getting a little hot here in the studio. So I decided to uh, decided to take off the jacket. But uh, it is a Monday afternoon, and uh, what a great sports weekend we had. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, of course. And uh, talk a little bit more. When it comes to Raider football, UNLV, basketball, so on and so forth. 
before I do that, I did I did give out the phone line, phone uh, phone number, and I promised I would take some more phone calls before we get into that. But C Win joining us on a very blue Monday with my blue back screen and C Win wearing his blue collared shirt, looking very staunch, very well dressed today. This is pastel blue, Brian Shapiro, PTL Nation out there, and uh, I try, it's kind of it's kind of along lines of my Detroit Lions. We got another win yesterday yeah. against Los Angeles, but yes, we digress. We still have a little bit of uh, business to get to when it comes to the phone lines, right, Brian? And uh, your last hour and the uh, load of topics. Fair enough. All right, I promised you I would uh, get enough. back. Can we do a? Uh, is it? Hey, no, check. Did, 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 no, Chuck, did you hear what I said? No, no, no. no I, I did. I did. We have a lot. Fair enough. We have a, we, we have a lot. The, the, the response right there didn't, ex, didn't exude a lot of confidence in that. It was, it was kind of like a, uh, oh, yeah, I think he was talking. I think he said something. No, Chuck. But we'll, we'll, well, we'll, well, why don't going. I just get to the calls? I don't know what you're talking about. Chris is already Chris is already trying to get he fired up. 702-221-7283 is the number to call again. 702-221-7283. We'll see yeah. if we can get each other's blood pressure up. Uh, let's go to JD on the line. JD, what's up? In regards to Gary, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I know Gary. Gary served for four years in the Berlin Wall with a, uh, on a post with a gun during the, during the uh, height of the Cold War. Gary uh, is not stupid. Uh, sometimes he sounds a little uh, under the weather, but uh, because he has a tendency to drink. Or inebriator, uh, right? Yeah. But uh, he, he he's basically a, a pretty good guy. Comes up once in a while with some good ideas, and uh, I don't think he meant you any harm in using the term that you dumped him on. But uh, regarding your your comments earlier on this woman and the Republican Party, and how you talk about Trump with the veterans. Well, first of all, uh, Biden uh, got four deferments from the Vietnam War also. Why? Why, why, did he, why did he get deferments? Why? Uh, because of, uh, I think he said he had asthma. You think he said he had asthma, or did he actually legitimately uh, had asthma from doctors? I, 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 I don't, to you be honest know. with you, I don't recall. But, okay, okay, but well, I do recall. Okay, asthma. fair enough, fair enough. I, do I don't know, I don't know if, if he had it, okay, but okay, that well, was let me, one of his kinds. Understood, understood. Let me just respond to that. Uh, I do recall, J.D., uh, Joe Biden actually had real doctors. He actually really has asthma. The difference between him and Donald Trump is Donald Trump's own doctor, who has since passed away, his entire family said that the bone spurs. Okay, but you're trying to compare the two, and it's a false analogy. Are we really going to try to compare Joe Biden with respect to the military and Donald Trump? Donald Trump, not just the comments regarding John McCain. And by the way, J.D., you're talking to also a veteran here who's actually in the studio. But uh, I believe, uh, didn't Chris, Donald I, Trump I, say, I know okay, you're so a veteran, time I believe, out. So time out. I'm, I'm going to keep talking. So I'm going to finish my, my point. All right. Let me finish my point. So we're really going to pair Donald Trump, by the way, how many disparaging comments has he made regarding veterans and the military throughout just the last four to five years that Donald Trump has made with respect to them being suckers, with respect to him not honoring going to actual, uh, you know, uh, going to actual cemeteries and memorial. Okay, so, yeah. Whatever. So we're really going to really compare Joe Biden and Donald Trump I, with how I they just, handle the military. Chris, it's a very Chris, simple question. Are we going to do that? Chris, could I just talk? Could I just talk to Brian because you talk too much? <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually on the show right now, JD, and I'm actually call, co-hosting in the call, studio Chris, with him. So I, I, I guess Chris, you can be condescending. You can you. have your condescending take, 
but I'm chiming in because it's a topic that I have relevance to. That I have. What's a your relevance? What's your relevance? Point. Okay, so yeah, the relevance is is that I was making a point as far as you trying to compare Joe Biden and Donald Trump as far as their military quote unquote support. You definitely made your point, and I completely yeah. concur with you, JD. What did yeah. you want to say in regards to the the, the debate? Because you wanted to say something about that, right? <clears throat> well, first of all. Uh, you you mentioned so many things about what the Republicans are against, mm-hmm. and almost every one of those things where they vote against the bill, it's because they have inserted different spending things for hundreds of things, from whether it's the New York Philharmonic, whether it's Chinese hookers on cocaine, whether it's about? this frog or that frog. There are so many uh, Pelosi and Schumer add-ons to these bills to benefit. What do what their, do Chinese hookers have to do with voting on a bill to put baby they formula? Got money, they got money. In, they got money inserted on one of the bills. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to tell you that Republicans vote against uh, tax breaks for the rich. They vote against, uh, you know, they want to complain about Obamacare. They're against universal health care, free for all. They're against uh, Bernie, Sand- Bernie Sanders last month said 86 million people uh, still don't have health care. So how could Obamacare so uh, be so effective? Where's the, so where's the Republican replacement plan? Do you think Republicans are effective when it comes to this well, issue? Well, uh, he, try- he, he tried, but your no, he friend didn't. John McCain no, he gave didn't. him a thumbs down. No, he didn't. Wrong. Donald Trump said we're going to have a replacement plan within two weeks. Never came up with a replacement plan. So you're wrong about that. He and did, you but it was voted down by McCain. He never, had, you, he never had a replacement plan. We never it saw it. on the Senate floor, and McCain was the deciding Where is vote. it? Where's this replacement plan? I don't know where it's at. Oh, funny, because I've never seen it. He said he was going to come up with it well, in two it, weeks. Because you, you you don't watch C-SPAN. You you only watch what you want to watch on your side. Uh, John what's, McCain what's defeated the Republican replacement Obama bill on the Senate floor. It he was, was not a replacement. Vote. It was shooting down. Da- yeah. John McCain was actually shooting down uh you know uh the uh the dissemination i'm not talking okay. to you okay okay so can we get can we get rid of jd hey, jd very very pinpointed and yeah. very enlightened takes by Take you sir I, I, I love how you, you want to bash me because everything. i came on and i'm actually making cogent points yeah, all you're I doing is bringing up to you. stuff and throwing it at the wall guy great phone right. call i will JD. give you i will give Tremendous. you i will give you one other yeah. quick uh comment or question jd but uh that was not a replacement plan for obamacare no. go ahead I just, no, uh, no, of course, because you didn't want it to be. That's all. Uh, you, ha- you have absolutely no no idea what yeah. you're talking about, JD. You're as wrong. usual, yeah, right wing, right wing yeah. propaganda lies, and then you <laughs> hang up the phone like the coward that you are. So I'm not surprised. By the way, very, go- very, very pinpoint uh, topics that uh, JD and get very relevant conversation that JD brought up. A lot of stuff that that yeah. Brian, you couldn't even understand. Like, what what are you yeah. talking about? Is what you said to the man. Republicans never were and able he, to, And he wants to bash me Republicans, because I come on the show. Like, Republicans were never able to come up with a right. with a replacement plan. That's number one. And, uh, well, you know, number two, you, you compare Joe Biden to Donald Trump like apples to oranges when it comes to service and, 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 and the fact that he, yeah, yeah. he has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. And again, right-wing uh, talking points and propaganda and lies. That's why I've called JD a liar on the show before and i will continue to call him a liar jd you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about 
yeah, don't get me wrong. My eyes are glued to, to C-SPAN 20 hours a day as well. I'm sure JD doesn't watch Newsmax or Fox News religiously. 702-221. JD, can I can I talk uh, to can... Brian Shapiro? I know I, mean, I know I'm here in the studio. Yeah, for and by the way, hour a week, and I I'll know, defend you I know, on this. I, hey, 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 yeah. Hey, by the yeah, way, can by, I talk to you? By the way, dumbass. Will JD uh, let me talk to you? By the way, dumbass. Yeah. And I'm talking to you, JD. I'm in the studio. Hey, dumbass. Yeah. I'm talking to JD, the dumbass. Hey, dumbass. I invite who I want to invite on the show. And if my guest wants to talk, he has the right to talk. You're not a radio host. You don't ever tell me what to do. And when the caller before calls me a Nazi and you and you defend it and say, I don't think he meant any harm, you can go F yourself. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. I hope I didn't talk too much there, JD. I hope I hope that was okay with you. Let's go to Damon. Damon is next on Pushing the Limits. What's up, Damon? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up? Um, it just feels so good to hear y'all yelling at a guy named JD and calling him a dumbass. It's like deja vu all over oh, again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> little, little little throwback to to back in the day. <laughs> That's when actually, I was a kid. That was actually that anymore. was actually really funny, Damon. You made yeah. me laugh there, buddy. Thank you. Did we lose Damon now? Oh man! But it's happened multiple times, right? Because JD calls into the show on you, occasion. You still so there, we, Damon? We'll do that. Did we lose I think Damon? We might have lost him. Yeah. Oh man, seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. Seven zero two 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 one. Hey Chris, can I just talk to Brian? I mean, it's yeah. Like man, we're, I'm here for an hour a week. It's not like I'm here. You know, I'm not here. You know, co-hosting the show with Shab. Yeah, I know. Seven every single day. Let's go. Let's take another call. Well, obviously, I'm going to defend you on that one. Uh, let's go to Steve. Steve is next. On, what's up, Steve? Obviously, obviously, obviously. Ah uh, yes, hi. I just wanted to get your take on the uh, the uh, election in 2024 on the possibility of the uh, Democrats holding the Senate and um, taking the House. Sure. What about it? I just just want to get your prognostication on on the possibility or the the uh, race. That's, yeah. Uh, well, well, one thing that's problematic, right, Brian, sure, sure. is the the Joe Manchin retirement. That's yeah. something that is going to be an issue for Democrats. I'm speaking as a Democrat, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but but there but still, when you take a look at the map and you take a look at the math, it's it still looks like uh, it's it's a positive situation, is the way I put it. As someone who is a, who is a Democrat, I will say this though, Steve. Uh, Joe yeah. Manchin is not a registered Democrat. He's not a registered Independent. He's a registered idiot. I just want to be very clear on that. Number one, uh, as far as your question, listen. I hope Democrats take everything over. I don't always agree with Democrats. I lean to the left on social issues. Republicans are ruining this country. They are ruining this country. Uh, just listen to the debate, the Senate debate, and some of the clips that I played. It's a joke. They bitch and moan and they complain. We got a bunch of JDs out there in the world uh, who think they know everything when literally they don't know anything. And the JDs of the world, the caller JD, will vote for these nimrods, these idiots. And, you know, let me ask you a question, Steve. I want to ask you something. What have Republicans done for you, like in the last, oh, let's just say the last several years since Donald Trump took office? Have Republicans done anything for you? Um, no, I, I, I lean to the uh, to the left side of the spectrum. So I, I would agree with your point of view that yeah. Republicans haven't, you know, done much for America in general. Um, so I'm hoping for a, yeah. a change in the House and a continuation of what we've got in the Senate. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, Steve. Hey, I appreciate the call, my man. Thank you. 
702-221-7283 is the number to call. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, Chris Wynn is allowed to speak on the show. I just want to be very clear on that. I will say this, right, Brian, when it comes to the election and the cycle of 2024, it's going to be one of the more extraordinary ones, probably in modern political history, right? I mean, you're talking about a landscape mm-hmm. in which one of the prime candidates for president of the United States is in the midst of four criminal trials that are taking place right now. And he's still there still is rationale all over the place by Republicans to keep this guy in the mix. It's kind of absolutely extraordinary what is going on. And that that to go along with the fact that you got, uh, you know, you've got a handful of people. And you just talked about, of course, the debate that went on last Wednesday uh, on the Republican side that are, are just kind of trying to chase him. Right. That are trying to nip at his heels. And, and and be relevant. Yeah. So it is uh it's gonna be rather extraordinary to so see on, what exactly happens here so on, in the next twelve months. Yeah, no, no question. Uh so on social media, Joe says, I disagree. Women wouldn't have the right to vote without the Republican Party. Joe, I don't think with all due respect, I don't think you heard what I said. The question was, what have Republicans done in the last several years? Last I checked several years ago, women were allowed to vote. I'm not I'm not I never said that Republicans have never done anything for this country. I've never no. said there aren't good Republicans out there. I've never said there's never been a Republican bill that didn't do good. I specifically said the last several years. Of course Republicans have done good things. I voted for Republicans. I've supported Republicans for president. Um I'm speaking since Donald Trump took office. I'm sure you can find me some bills that that have done some good things, but as a whole, what have Re- Republicans done the last several years to help the country? That was the question that I proposed because I don't think there are many. Well, Brian, let me point this out, right? I'll play devil's advocate for you, and I'll give you what the Republican quote-unquote talking points will would be, right, to that, to that point and to that question. They'll say, yeah, what happened when Donald Trump was president? Oh, yeah, the economy was roaring, right? Donald Trump, Donald Trump and the Trump administration are a big part of why the country was going in the right direction. Then COVID-19 hit, and it screwed us all. And it, and it screwed Donald Trump's administration, which is would be a correct statement as far as COVID-19. But those same people that try to tout Donald Trump and his administration as being so uh, instrumental in between 2016 and 2019 when it came to the economy, they those same people, they can't point out one bill. They can't point out one thing that the Trump administration did that, in fact, triggered those good times when it came to the economy or our economic situation in the United States, they just tout it because it's been something that has been hammered at them from the likes of Fox News and the other, you know, right wing outlets that want to say how great of a president Donald Trump was and that administration was for our country. Well, I mean, it's 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 an absolute joke. Yeah. And if you want to talk about taxes or tax cuts, I mean, just look up what Donald Trump did in the tax breaks and the loopholes for, for the, for the rich in this country. Uh, if you want to talk about helping the poor, helping minorities, um, I'm not saying Democrats are perfect, but certainly they put forth plenty of more bills that'll help people in this country, uh, live paycheck to paycheck than Republicans have. There's no question yeah. about that. Uh, so, you know, again, when misinformed people call into the show, uh, like the JDs of the world, uh, it's hard to debate them and it's hard to have a conversation with them. And the whataboutism is unbelievable. I mean, I'm talking about Donald Trump and I'm talking about his bone spurs and the lies and how he dodged the military. What about Joe Biden? Didn't he say he had asthma? Oh, really? Well, what, what, what do, do you know a little bit about that? Do you know about the doctors? No, I, I don't yeah. recall. So when it comes to facts, a moron like JD will call in and will say, I don't recall, just like uh, you know, Don Jr. and Eric Trump, also known as Uday and Kuse on the stand with with Ivanka. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. 
I mean, it's it just, it's, it's, it's endless with these people. It's endless. And trying to portray it in a negative way, right? Yeah. Trying to, trying to act like it's some nefarious thing that Joe Biden didn't have asthma and he was just, yeah. he was just faking it. Some- or he was just trying to, you know, just trying to get yeah. out of actually serving this country, you know, when in fact, we know for a fact that Donald Trump, that's exactly was the situation with him. So again, yeah, you, you brought it up. The, the whataboutism, the complete, the word has used, been used to at nauseum. And that's, of course, hypocrisy. Also, there's a ton of projection in there as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to say that, that, that Democrats are communists when, and, and fascist when in fact it is actually Republicans that are advocating for aspects of fascism and advocating for things that are un-American, trying, you know, can't, as far as wanting to prosecute your political opponents, right? Across the board. So, I mean, it's just, it is, uh, it's very frustrating, I guess, is what I'll cap it off with hearing, uh, a lot of people, particularly on the right and those, ma- and, and MAGA individuals in this country with their viewpoints. It is interesting too, because I wonder what analogies they'll try to come up with their comparisons to right. Joe Biden when it was Donald Trump who said that he didn't want wounded veterans. Uh, he wanted them to be kept out of military parades. He's called those veterans who died serving this country losers. He's disparaged the intelligence of our service members. And you mentioned the alluded to the John McCain comments. Right. I don't respect John McCain because he was captured. Uh, and JD tries to make the comparison to Joe Biden to Donald Trump, which is the, by the way, there was somebody named Bo Biden too who served this country, uh, who served the country and Donald Trump's family bunch of idiots in his immediate family yeah, but my point but everything i said was pointless jd i had no you know i, I don't even know why i was chiming in because chris, I, I, everything that i was mentioning didn't have anything to do with the conversation whatsoever chris, I don't hey, give me a break you. man i don't want to talk chris to i don't want to talk to you stop talking, stop talking. Know, yeah stop hey, can i just talk to nope. brian please <laughs> no hold, you know what <laughs> hey 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 dumbass all right i'm on the show one one hour a week all right i'm gonna chime in when there's topics that are of interest and that i have relevance in i'm gonna be chiming in and giving yeah. you my takes Suck it up, big guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I'm guessing JD dodged the military. Be better, be better, JD. It's okay. It's, it's yeah. okay. I don't think JD meant any harm. I think he has bone spurs. All right, here's exactly. what we're gonna do, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take a quick break, um, and when we come back, we do have a lot of sports to get to. See when we do. And you are allowed to talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Raiders football mm-hmm. uh, win against the Packers yesterday. I did pick the Raiders to win yesterday. See when was on the wrong side of it. Unfortunately, yeah. they were smoking cigars in the locker room again. We'll talk a little bit about that. Aaron Rodgers hanging out at a local cigar bar over the weekend. We got to talk really? about that. Yeah, it's on TMZ. Yeah. And uh, good news for UNLV. I'll explain why coming up next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with See uh, when himself, who's allowed to talk. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey 
everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill. Serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino featuring all your favorite games from the strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sports book or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at klondikesunset.com. Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. I got to tell you, man, with F1 next week, Vegas turning into quite the sports town. People are looking to buy homes here. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, look no further than my good friend Blake Gwynn over at the Keller Williams Group. His grandfather, of course, the late, great Kenny Gwynn, was the governor here. And Blake lived here his whole life. He's lived here his whole life as a wonderful family. Please give him a call. And if you mention the name of this show, you'll get $1,000 cash back. Why am I doing the Donald Trump hand movement? I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) give Blake a call. 702-540-3311. Again, that number, Blake Gwynn of the Keller Williams Group. 702-540-3311. We got C. Gwynn in the house. We got some sports to get to. We got plenty of football to talk about, Chris. But before we do that, I do want to talk a little UNLV hoops. We'll get to the game in a moment. Okay. So we're mutual friends of Anderson Hunt. Great guy. He's just such a nice guy. He's a great guy and obviously a UNLV legend. Mm -hmm. 
uh, storied UNLV college career. Without him, they don't win the national championship. That's just the bottom line. I don't care if you have Larry Johnson or Greg Anthony uh, or Plastic Man. The bottom line is is that without Anderson Hunt, they don't win that championship. So Anderson was very gracious. He came in studio. God, he told some great stories. Yep. So much fun. And Anderson's jersey was retired. Long time coming. I give Eric Harper a lot of credit, Kevin Kruger. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I do pat myself on the back sometimes, but I'm the person that got Kevin and Anderson talking to one another, which is, which is great. And, uh, so you could make the argument, Chris, if not for me, he doesn't get his jersey retired, but I would never make that statement. But in all seriousness, Chris. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with the ceremony. Why was that? What went down that, uh, I wanted to hear from you. Anderson. had an issue with as well. Well, for say. starters, uh, let me start by criticizing Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Plastic Man, all these guys, okay? Yeah. I've had private conversations with Anderson about this, okay? This isn't hearsay, and he wouldn't mind me saying this. Right. It's just my opinion. The fact that Larry Johnson wasn't there is despicable. Here's why. And can we get the, the split screen that you had before? That'd be great if you do that. Um, so I have a lot of criticisms I have a lot of criticisms for a lot of these former Rebel players that were not there. Here's right. why. We know, Chris, that guys like Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman, they have their issues with UNLV and the way they feel like they've been treated. I understand some of those grievances. Saturday was not about UNLV. It was not about the UNLV athletic department. Personal issues aside, this was about Anderson Hunt. This was about your teammate. And you should have freaking been there. And the fact that these guys can't put those ego personal issues aside and just show up for Anderson speaks volumes about them. I know it bothered Anderson. I know it. I know Anderson. I don't speak for him, but I know it bothered him. And it would have meant the world to him if Grandma Ma was there, if Stacey Ogman was there, if Greg Anthony was there. I understand some of these guys, they have jobs and they have other things. Guess what? Clear your schedule. Get your ass out here, show up, and support Anderson Hunt. This has nothing to do with supporting the UNLV Athletic Department. This is your friend. And the fact they weren't there is an utter disgrace, and it's an embarrassment. That's number one. Yeah, this is a UNLV collective, essentially, is what we're talking about, between the late 80s, early 90s. That was, that was imperative when it comes to the identity that is UNLV running Rebel Basketball. Anderson was a huge part of that, obviously, right? The, the, the fact that the other guys that were part of that team, right? That were not able to come on this very special night. And look, I understand that there is a possibility. I'll throw that word out there. Possibility that you have family commitments, right? That you have business commitments, that you have work commitments or whatever that might have been out there that might have kept a Stacey Ogman or a Larry Johnson or a Greg Anthony or a Moses Scurry or a Dave Rice or any of these people away from that from that event on Saturday. But I also agree with you. There, I, you you got to find your way to get there for that. Right. And, and yes, you talked about the impact that Anderson had on that basketball team. You you would you would absolutely positively make the argument he was the, th the third most important entity on that team behind Larry and Stacy on that team. He's the right? MVP. And so he was the MVP of that season in 1990. So that's why I kind of put the importance on that. Yes, I, I'm not I, I guess I'm not as as uh, uh fired up as you are about this, but I would agree with you in spirit that I don't I don't understand 
why a number of them weren't there in attendance for this event on Saturday. I'll give you the reason. They're yeah. selfish. Right. That's why they're thinking about themselves. If it was because of that. So, that, so that's the thing, right, Brian? If it was because Larry has an issue still with UNLV, right? And well, there's still there's still bad blood there. If right. that's the reason, that's not the right reason, LJ. All right? That's not. Because you were spot on when you say this wasn't about UNLV and your beef personally with UNLV. This is about your friend Anderson Hunt, right? And you're and, and he's 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 the closest friend to Anderson mm-hmm. out of out of all out of that entire team from that era, yeah. and still is to this day. Yeah. So it was it was a surprise, and I think it would have it would have meant more to Anderson, and it would have been better, I think, for the event on Saturday if Larry was there, and if he would have if he would have set aside his personal stuff. Yeah. Just to show up and, and be couldn't in attendance. Couldn't even send in like a video. Right. It's just, it's you know, just, yeah, that's another thing too, right? Send in a video or, or some tribute, right? Not even that. Yeah, well, it, it's a joke. And I'm very disappointed in, in Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman. Listen, I understand Dave Rice is, is uh, working. He's an assistant okay. coach. So yeah. that's a legitimate reason. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see a lot of his former teammates there. And that's that's really, really disappointing. A lot. You saw very very few. Yeah, I saw Mark, like the late, great Mark Workentine uh, was yeah. the assistant coach on that national championship team. He actually helped recruit Anderson Hunt. He just passed away not that long ago. It was nice to see his daughter there come to town. Um, and his family. Yeah. So that was good. That was a good. We want to focus on some positive, too. It was yeah. great to see his family members, his former uh, uh, his former high school coach at Detroit Southwestern was also there in attendance. That was cool, too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I know I know, and I know we're kind of focusing on the negative here, which we, I mean, maybe we shouldn't because it's about Anderson and his his number being raised to the rafters. Uh, by the way, I have a quick point on that. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense to me why it, it's been 30 plus years since they won the national championship. Uh, I, I, okay, if it was maybe five years out, I'd get it. Ten years out, kind of ridiculous that his number's not retired. Fifteen years out, it's beyond ridiculous. But there's no reason whatsoever why it would take 33 years to retire the number 12 to the rafters, uh, so far after. So I do, I do still have kind of a, an issue with that when it comes to UNLV. I don't understand why it takes this long. But yes, on a, on a positive note, it is great. That it finally did yeah. go up into the raft. Well, Anderson deserved it, of course. I'm yeah. in agreement. And as I told Anderson to his face, and I've told him many times, this should have happened a long time ago. With that being said, I do mm-hmm. have one more criticism. What's that? They're going to be like, you know, Brian's being so negative. Um, for God's sakes, give Anderson the microphone. Let him talk for a couple minutes. Yeah. I think that would have meant a lot to him. I think it would have meant a lot to the fans. We didn't hear anything from Anderson. What we saw was a... I give it a C minus edited video of a few Anderson Hunt dunks and layups. Yeah. Uh, it was okay, but I, I don't think that, I think there should have been more. This is 30 years in the making. Maybe put a little bit more effort into it. Listen, I, I love Eric Harper. I think he's done a great job of, as the athletic director. We're going to talk UNLV football and mm-hmm. I like Eric Harper a lot. Um, but I, it was disappointing. I was disappointed yeah. as a whole. With that being said, Anderson deserved it. It's great for him. It was nice to see him. I love it when he comes back to town and I, and I get to, you know, shoot it up with him and have some fun and talk about, I mean, we, we get into so many great stories. I mean, I was talking about yeah. the time he was on the Boston Celtics playing with Larry Bird. It was a short time. Yeah. Was not a big fan of Chris Ford. <coughs> Again, completely agree though. Yeah. As far as, uh, you gotta hand that man the microphone. Yeah. Look, I, I don't, I don't know if Eric Harper had any direct, uh, impact as far as, uh, the makeup of that, that ceremony, the quote unquote ceremony that went down yeah. there on the court. But you're, you're correct when you say, uh, it's, it's about kind of respect for him, right? And it's respect for the moment. 
just let Anderson speak for a couple of minutes, right? And, and reflect on his time and his appreciation for the program yep. because it's, it's, it's kind of a give and take yep. between the fans, the, the, uh, u- the university and of course Anderson is, con- his contribution to the running rebels basketball program. He's a big part of the if program. Into- How do you not handle the microphone for like two minutes? Yeah. It didn't make any sense and to I me. Promise- and a lot of us were there at the yep. game and we were all commenting saying, look, uh, that, and, and, Obviously, if we want to reflect on the positives of this situation, right? Because it is a positive thing, but it was noticeable and it was noted um, among us in the media as well as the fans. Like, why would you not give that man a microphone in that situation? Yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say other than that. Uh, it's a it's a huge embarrassment. Uh, with that being said, I'm glad they were able to honor um, Anderson Hunt. Mm-hmm. Going to the actual basketball game itself, I'm not going to break down a game with Stetson. I will say this. This was, if you want to get as, as much as an, a must win early in the season for Kevin Kruger, this was probably it after that embarrassing loss to Southern. And that's an understatement. Stetson's not a very good basketball team either. Um, with that being said, UNLV played with, I'm not going to say anything more than this. They played with more intensity. They yeah. played with more fire. They rebounded. They contested shots, and that's why they won the basketball game. I don't believe it's because Kevin was running better stuff. I'm sorry, I don't. The players were just playing with a little bit more energy. Mm-hmm. They were moving the basketball. They were less selfish. They took less bad shots. Um, and they were making shots, too. They were getting stops. And they won a basketball team against a very inferior team. And I will give Seawin credit. Believe it or not, he was on the right side of that game, gambling-wise. Yeah. And I told you that I agreed with you. The sun even shines on a dog's backside some days, doesn't yes. it, gentlemen? Well, I told you yeah. that I agreed with you, too, yeah. and, and it was the right play. And UNLV um, won a basketball game. With that being said, Chris, don't have high expectations for this team. Yeah, they, better they, defensively, that team on Saturday night, than the team that played on Wednesday night, obviously, against Southern, right? So you can say that. Um, it was uh, probably a nice uh, kick in the backside, getting the Boone, Boone brothers back on the court. For them, uh, cut another couple of young talented, players. Talented, talented center be, that, that are going to be solid. That yep. is going to help UNLV win some games this year. Um, I know that they're brothers, but uh, the the Boone, who who is the more talented Boone, with all due respect, uh, good post player. Yeah, uh, has some. Uh, he, listen, he's been in the in college basketball for a while now, so he knows right. what he's doing. Uh, smart player, soft hands for a big man, good touch, and uh, he's going to help them win some games this year. There's no question about that. Uh, they're going to get better. They were picked sixth uh, in the Mountain West. That sounds to me to a, 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 about right. I know a lot yeah. of, some people were saying, "Oh, they're going to be playing game." I don't know about that, but they'll be a middle of the road, you know, team, which usually means you're not going to get a postseason berth if you fix, finish sixth or seventh in the conference. Uh, you know, you're not going to be going to the CBI, so you know, you're not going to get an invite to the NIT or the NCAA tournament. So, I think that's uh, Kevin Kruger needs to do better than that in my personal opinion, if he's going to come back for year four. Yeah, there's still going to be uh, a difficult road to hoe the rest of the season, d- given what we've seen already in these first yeah. two games of the year. Uh, they'll head to California to take out Pepperdine next week, and then they, uh, I believe they have a matchup with Florida State, if, mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they start playing in the, uh, the, we'll call it the tournament schedule, right, Brian? Yep. When it comes to college basketball, as we roll towards Thanksgiving here, and you got a lot of college basketball action going on, especially here yep. in Vegas, yep. that's going to be taking place. So, uh, a lot, still yep. a lot to including, prove. Still a lot to prove for this run Rebel basketball team. Including yep. San Diego State. Uh, what a monster matchup. San Diego State and St. Mary's. St. Mary's is really good this year. They're better yep. than Gonzaga this year. They're a solid top 20 team. That is going to be a mega matchup in San Diego State coming off of a very disappointing loss over the weekend. So San Diego State uh, preseason poll uh, number one. Boise State, really good team. In fact, our mutual friend again, Larry Eustachian, yes. um, 
on that coaching staff. Yeah, there. he's yeah. on the staff, which is great. Uh, I love it for Larry. And uh, Boise State's a really good basketball team, too. And then you go down the list. New Mexico's really good, too. Uh, Patino, I know Patino got his butt kicked uh, by St. Mary's. Nothing right. embarrassing about that. St. No. Mary's a really good team. Yeah. New Mexico's going to be pretty good. Colorado State's not bad this year, either. Um, so the Mountain West is not bad this year. It's a pretty good year as far as the conference goes. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Let's talk uh, some real positives. I, I don't look at the UNLV basketball game as, as much of a positive. I know there are some idiots in the media in this town that even the loss against Southern, some people were saying that there were positives to take away from that, unless you're on crack cocaine, which, by the way, some of the on-air hosts in this town might be. I don't know. The only uh, one positive yeah. I can think of, Brian, yeah. is that, oh, they actually rolled the basketball yeah. out for the first time this season. That's the one positive. Oh, oh they're actually playing college basketball. Yeah. That's that. That's good. By the way, the radio host who went on the air that's after the Southern lost and uh, was trying to that's find <laughs> positives about that game uh, rhymes with Dofield. You can, you, can, you can figure out who that is. Just completely uh, absolute buffoonery. With that being said, uh, the UNLV football program, again, has a lot to celebrate. Wyoming is a good football team. They are a bowl team. Am I saying yeah. they're a powerhouse? No, but they're at the top of the Mountain West Conference, and they're a bowl team, and they've already won six games going into this UNLV game. UNLV didn't just win the game. They blew them out. This is a, another great win, um, and the fact that now... Fresno State and Air Force. Air Force lost to Hawaii on the road. I know that Air Force has a lot of injuries. Okay. I get that. And if Air Force is healthy, there's no way they lose that game. But they still lost the game, right? right. UNLV right now has only one loss in the conference. Let me repeat that. Okay. UNLV has only one loss. Right now, UNLV is number one. Control their own destiny, Brian Shapiro. That's what this rival football team does as they head into the final two tilts. Of the season, yeah. including a big time matchup next week in Colorado against who? Those Air Force Falcons. Yeah. So th this is, this is going to yeah. be an exciting game. I don't know how healthy Air Force <laughs> is going to be, but I believe the winner of this football game this weekend is going to win the Mountain West. I yeah. think this, it comes down to this. Uh, Fresno only has two losses as well. And unfortunately, Fresno, uh, shares a, wins the tiebreaker against UNLV because Fresno beat UNLV, but this is it. If UNLV, and I do believe San Jose State's not bad. San Jose State just beat Fresno at home. But I do think UNLV beats San Jose State because I think UNLV's a better team. Assuming they win that game, I think it's a fair assumption. Um, this is it for UNLV. This is their championship game right here. I figured, I mean, well, here's the deal, right? In past years, we would have thought heading up to Colorado and playing Air Force, this would not be, there would be no chance yeah. for UNLV to win this football game. Not the case this year. They could absolutely go up there. Sure. And look, I talked about this across the board and uh, you have too as well, Brian. This is absolutely just an, a, abs a beyond remarkable turnaround story, not just in the Mountain West, but in college football. The situation that has transpired here at UNLV, with Barry Odom as the head coach and his staff and his players, you, you guys there that play for UNLV, has been rather unbelievable what has happened here. Look, Jaden Maeva, has, a kid that's a freshman, just comes in. He was not even supposed to play this year. This is supposed to be Doug Brumfield's team, right? He comes in, and the guy has been excellent. He's, he's, look, he's, made, he's had some bumps in the road. We get that. But he has played outstanding. For someone put in this type of situation, and he he's a leader on this on this football team. Now he's a key reason why they are sitting right now at eight and two on the year. That's one thing that we heard when we were uh, down on the field, Brian. After this football game, a lot of the players coming out the field and and uh, and rolling over to the band when they do their traditional celebration with the band after the W. 
was mentioning eight and two. Everybody talks about it like it's like it's it's because it, because it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Those of us who have covered this team for a long time, and you UNLV fans out there that have seen this team, and it, it, it seems almost unbelievable that they're in a position that they're in right now where they have eight wins on the season and they could possibly get the double-digit wins this year. It's kind of astounding. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Maeve, obviously, but you love the running game. You love the, you know, lo- love the skill position players, the receivers, the Ricky White juniors, and these guys are, are stepping their game up. DeJesus is, yeah. is, is outstanding. Uh, it's just all kind of come together, right? And you got to give credit where credit is due. And, of course, I'm talking about Barry Odom as a head coach. Uh, he he's just been outstanding as well too, pushing all the right buttons for this team. Yeah, I mean, you know, people don't like it when I'm when I'm critical of UNLV. I'm critical when I believe I I, I need to be, and and you know when it's when it's time to be critical. Uh, Marcus Arroyo was an atrocious head football coach here in every facet. The play calling, uh, I think the way he ran his practices, in my opinion, the game plan, the recruiting. I do give him credit for recruiting our QB right now. But with that being said, for the most part, uh. I give Marcus Royal an F minus the way he dealt with. Well, the, the record speaks for itself on yeah, him. Yeah, as a head coach, it's more yeah. than just that. But everything that Odom did uh, when he got here, I talk about it all the time, and I, I liked him the first time I met him. And I'm on the record saying that before they played a game, I said he is the guy that is going to turn this program around. Now, I even I didn't think it was going to be turned around this fast. But I'm going to ask you a question now, Chris. Right. If and it's a it's an if, if UNLV wins their next two games. Do you think that it, it, it's fair to, to, to mention Coach Odom as a national coach of the year? Oh, I, I don't think there's any question about it. There's no, there's absolutely positively no question about it. He should be in the mix without, without a doubt. I think he's doubt. there anyway. Without a doubt. He might be there already right now. Yeah. He might be there right now. Uh, a, a team at UNLV after not just last year, I'm talking about like the last decade. Uh, uh, this program has been in the dumps. We're talking about one of the worst college football programs in America. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not being, I'm not getting over the top. I'm not getting Chris Wynn high blood pressure, you know, popping off here. It was a program that was irrelevant. They were not, they were not a good program. It's not something you'd model your college football program after. They were garbage. Okay. That's what they were. If we're being, if we're being completely honest, if we're putting all our cards on the table here in Vegas and we're being straight up, that's what the program was. Now the program is a, a symbol of uh, of kind of a rebirth, right? It's a symbol of what you can do. It's kind of a roadmap for other college football programs that would be considered, you know, mid-level, or obviously we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, conferences that aren't Power Five con- uh, conferences or teams that aren't necessary blue bloods in college football, but programs that are, you know, that are on a mid-level or lower level trying to elevate themselves. That's what they're an example of. They're an example of success right now, and Barry Odom's a big part of that. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this after the game, on on Saturday night, uh, Brian, that uh, and not to go negative here, but 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 uh, what does that mean when you have success like Barry Odom has had? It means that there's going to be poaching going on, right? There's going to be there's going to be programs that are going to be looking to 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 pull him away from UNLV, and it might be as early as this off season. It really might. It might be this early as this off season that you'll have programs that are looking to transform their programs. And they're going to be trying to trying to pull Barry Odom away from UNLV. Yeah. Uh, again, not to get negative because this is a very positive time for UNLV football, but uh, that tends to be the case when you have a coach that's successful like this and is able to engage in a situation that is unfathomable, which is what which is what is going on here with the just instant turnaround 
that is UNLV football. Yeah, no question. So congratulations to Coach Odom and UNLV, and our eyes will be glued to the TV set over the weekend. Uh, big game against uh, yeah. Air Force. Uh, another positive for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I did pick them to win two in a row. I was right. Uh, they uh, defeated the Jets. It was a very close, disgusting field goal riven football yeah. game. Not the <laughs> offense wasn't pretty. I do give the Jets uh, some credit defensively. Their offense is a joke. It's terrible without Aaron Rodgers out there. Uh, but it doesn't matter because they still found a way to win. And O'Connell still O'Connell, while he wasn't great yesterday, uh, he was all right. Uh, they won a football game. They've won two in a row now. They are now five and five. They are five hundred. And again, give the team credit for playing hard. I thought the play calling was average. Uh, two football teams that are not very, very good. But again, you, uh, the Raiders are now five and five. They're a 500 team. They seem to be playing with nothing to lose. And even though it wasn't a pretty football game, the Raiders found a way to win. And that's something that they struggled to do under Josh McDaniels. I know they won the first game against Denver and they found a way to win that game. Denver's terrible, but, uh, Jets are better than Denver, but they found a way to win. They seem to be together. Listen, if smoking cigars in the locker room helps bring the team together, fine, so be it. Yeah. I mean, they've beaten two really bad football teams. The Giants are absolutely terrible. The Jets are not a good football team. They're better than the Giants, but, but you know, the Giants were down right. about 28-0 at halftime against the Cowboys yesterday. Um, but, hey, Chris, they won two games in a row. Since firing McDaniels, you got to give him some credit, right? Yeah, well, you have to focus, right, and ask yourself why. Why is that the case? And my answer to that is it's a shift in mindset, right? Mm -hmm. It just feels like the team is in a different place from from uh, the neck up. When I'm talking about, uh, you know, the the lack of support or you know Josh McDaniels not having the locker room and Antonio Pierce, it's it seems like it's directly the opposite. They've right. certainly rallied around Antonio Pierce, right, as the head coach. Now, Antonio, in 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 uh, uh, speaking about uh, AP, as they call him, uh, he's said all the right things, right? He's, he's, he's come at this and he, he just kind of seems like, uh, 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 he seems like a Raider coach. He's got that mentality. He's got that, I'm a dog. You know, I grew up in LA, you know, in the shadow of the LA Coliseum when they were the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think this is all positives for him. Now, you mentioned it. Uh, you can only play who's on your schedule, right? Who's in front of you on your schedule. So they have no control over that. Uh, and you correctly mentioned uh, you're talking about a team that's really bad in the Giants and a team in the Jets that's just not very good is the way I'll describe it. Uh, defense, they are a championship, uh, tight, uh, championship level defense, but offensively, they're just an absolute, uh, dumpster fire right now. It's absolutely awful from an offensive standpoint. Great, uh, kind of juxtaposition yesterday, Brian, on the field because you're watching the telecaster if you're there at Allegiant Stadium watching the game. They just kept cutting away to Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines and then cutting to, to, to Zach Wilson on the field. And it's just, it's got to be just killing Jet Fan out there and destroying those people because knowing that uh, what could have been Brian Shapiro with Aaron Rodgers because Zach Wilson just can't get it done. And you, you would expect different results of Aaron Rodgers, one of the all time great quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, out, would be out there actually producing for the Jets. It would be completely different than having him out there. So it's got to be tough on the Jet fans. But, uh, yeah, you talked about it. Uh, Aiden O'Connell didn't play, you know, had an interception. Uh, they had the bad fumble there late in the game with Josh Jacobs that, uh, gave, the Jets an opportunity, but the Jets, of course, because of their ineptness on offense, weren't able to take advantage of it. And uh, the Raiders were able to hold on. You get the the big pick by Robert Spillane there, who's become a leader on that defense, and who Ant Antonio Pierce pointed out. He said, "Hey, 
I want you to be one of our leaders on our defense. You're going to be one of our our key guys on that side of the football. And it's kind of it kind of, it's kind of worked out that way. Roberts Blaine has been that, especially in the last couple of games. He makes a big play there in the fourth quarter with the interception, gets everybody fired up. But uh, yeah, the, the, they get another win. Unfortunately, I guess can we shift to maybe uh, the tough things that we're going to be dealing with if you're Raider Nation out there. Schedule's not looking too great for you. They're not coming up here in the next few weeks. It's going to be difficult. They now take out the Miami Dolphins in a matchup uh, that's going to be uh, highly problematic, as the way I'll put it, for the Raiders. So, yes, while it's been a great first two games for Antonio Pierce and the change in regime, all things silver and black, Ryan, it's not getting any easier as they get set to take no, on some I of the mean, top teams in the AFC. We're really going to find out if Pierce keeps this job and he remains the head coach next year. Uh, you know, when they go through turmoil, when they play some tough teams, when they lose some football yep. games, how mm-hmm. does the team react and bounce back? Right. So we'll have to wait and see. But the bottom line is they want another football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 2-0 and under Coach Pierce as the interim head coach. Uh, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. I did want to bring this up. He was spending some time over the weekend on the Las Vegas Strip. The story in TMZ, he was at the 8 Cigar Lounge at was Resor- yeah, Resorts World. There's pictures of him there. He was hanging out, smoking cigars, having a good time. I would have asked him if he was vaccinated. That's what I would have done. I would have <laughs> asked him. If he, yeah. There's a lot of weird rumors going around about Aaron Rodgers, whether it be about his sexuality. Uh, there's so many different things going on with Aaron Rodgers' personal life. But I do think he's going to be coming back soon and playing football this year. He's going to come back, which is incredible, because when you look at the injury that he has, the man does take care of himself. Uh, when you look at the injury that he sustained, a pretty ugly injury. Uh, he seems well. To be- it's a torn Achilles tendon. I mean, that's not. It's pretty He's pretty straightforward back. as far as uh, the difficulty coming back, right? And to the to that point that you're bringing up, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, has mentioned. Look, if they do, if the, if the if the medical staff does clear him and he's able to play, I mean, obviously they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna throw him right in the fire, right? I mean, they're right. gonna put him right back out there as soon as they possibly can. I, I'm trying to point out the mindset that the Jets have, right, when it comes to uh, just how bad it is with Zach Wilson or any other quarterback. Uh, out there, that's not Aaron Rodgers, right? There's a reason why they brought him in there, but uh, it would be kind of a uh, kind of extraordinary, right? If he was able to come back quick, that's not an injury. Usually, takes a year for for a guy to come back and be able to play from that. If he's able to get back at, in week 14 or 15, at, at, as as early as that, it would be be quite uh, quite crazy. I think he will. I think I think he will return this year, and uh, he seems to be. Uh, improving much faster than people expected. So uh, that's the good news there. Um, so today is Monday night. We got the Bills in action mm-hmm. tonight. Um, and uh, looking looking forward to that as we look to the remainder of the week. UNLV basketball, they're going to be playing some more, as you mentioned, uh, some competitive teams uh, coming up. We've got a big college basketball tournament in town Friday and Sunday. We've got the... Uh, Oh God! Don't you're even... not you're not amped up, Brian Shapiro, as the race cars roll into town. You're not all fired up about some <laughs> late night auto racing on the Las Vegas Strip and off the Strip on Koval and uh, the back answer by Ellis Island. You're ans- not the amped answer, up for the this. An- the answer would be absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I am not amped up for it. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I know it's good for the economy and all that yeah. stuff. Um, but the construction and the traffic is a headache. And I know some people, oh, all you do is complain. Listen, I don't complain about, you know, sporting events and, and concerts. I never have. Uh, if they want to build a ballpark in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip, so be it. I complain yeah. about this because I don't like the sport. Uh, I also complain about it because they decided to do it on the Las Vegas Strip. And I understand that, you know, that's that's great and all. It's going to be great for TV and all that. For but, the visuals, yeah. But in the biggest tourist, arguably, one of the biggest 
tourist destinations on the planet to be reconstructing the strip and that's really what they're doing in some ways just for this race is ridiculous they shouldn't have done it on the strip they should have done it somewhere else that's just my personal opinion but here nor there my friend i'm glad you were able to it's coming though it's coming and we'll see i mean mean, again i pointed this out on the air before i'm just kind of interested in how the city does respond to it for the four days that they're here right the four days that they're here I just want to see how the reaction is going to be a positive. There's all this talk about how price, ticket price is going down 80%, Brian, right? Uh, the, the, the hotel demand isn't what it was what they expected it to be. Some of these negatives it does not seem good for Vegas and F1 and a future relationship. Well, the prices, the prices have been outrageous, Yeah, and they had to drop them because they weren't making uh, the ticket sales that they expected to make. But that being said, if you really want to watch this race, I would just walk around the strip and go to the the bridges and and there there are ways around it there are ways you can do it for free you can yeah that's what i'm trying to say all right well chris thank you so much for chiming in today you're allowed to do so i got i I had i had my whole hour today brian i actually got to i got to speak i got to be able to hey gene i got to speak i got to be on the microphone yeah sorry i hope that's sorry hope that's hope that's okay with some people uh we've got uh republican running for office uh in clark county of course i'm talking about alan bigelow he's going to be joining us in studio tomorrow, Andrew Yang, the former presidential candidate, is going to be joining us on the show this week as well. So we got some very special guests, and they'll also be allowed to speak. I hope that's okay with some of our listeners. Brian does talk a lot, but other people are allowed to speak as well. That's that's usually how it works. <laughs> See, Win, thank you as always for being here, my friend. Good and time. Uh, uh, what's your pick today? Quickly, what's your Buffalo pick Bills? Oh, boy. Right the ship. All right. Well, you guys get the victory. You guys bet accordingly. All right. Thanks, Chris, for being here. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Have a great day.